0: hello, Portland. (laughs) It's been quite a year, let me tell you. Okay, let's get this thing started. Um, I have a theory. I think every little girl wants to crawl into her daddy's lap, have him wrap his arms around her, and tell her that he loves her, that she's the prettiest, the smartest, the most wonderful little girl in the whole world. Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For your little girls out there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, that didn't happen for me. No, my father's lap was off limits. Forbidden territory. There were no trespassing signs everywhere. My father was not an easy man. He was angry all the time. I never knew at what, and of course my child's mind, I thought, oh my God, it's something I did or didn't do, something I said or didn't say. I was always afraid of him, and I learned really early on, certainly to not trust him. Plus, you know he made my mother cry a lot? They'd have these fierce battles, usually after I was in bed. And they would scare me, and I'd hear him just roaring at her in his loud voice, and she would be oh oh, 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 Harry! She was always crying, and I'd lie in my bed, and you know, it was like the house was on fire. It was really scary for a little girl, and I think I want to be a hero. And I want to swoop in, and I want to save everybody, and make everything okay, and put out the fire. But that didn't work. But sometimes he was different. He liked gardening, to a point. He was very specific with his gardening, and he'd moved from carnations to roses to his favorite, cymbidium orchids. And he tended them carefully for a while until they disappointed him or died. And my mother would have to take over, and she always said, you know, you plant them, and then I have to take care of them. I don't think she liked that. Well, he'd take me on Sundays very often to Frank's nursery. Frank's nursery was owned and operated by this lovely Japanese-American man who had these kind eyes and a very soft voice. He had a wife that was just <coughs> gorgeous, and she wore kimonos to the nursery, and she looked like a flower. I remember her. I can see her right now. She was beautiful. And sometimes my father would tell me the names of the flowers, but for the most part, he went off with Frank, and they talked about this and that when it came to plants. and. I was left to wander among the pink and white azaleas and deep red camellias and all the other plants that grew there. And Frank had trickling little waterfalls and and a koi pond. And it was magical. I loved Frank's nursery. And sometimes my father would buy me a gift. And one of the gifts he bought me was a set of miniature people and miniature animals and even a little miniature bridge. Of course, I learned later that they were supposed to be placed underneath a miniature tree called a bonsai, but I never had one of those. But I cherished that gift. I love that gift. I've always loved little things anyway. I still do. And one Sunday, we <coughs> went to Frank's nursery. Oh, afterthought. I would wear my black patent leather shoes that were only reserved for Sundays, and my mother would always say to me, be careful you don't get water spots on them because I can't get them out. But you know, I didn't care. I wore them anyway, and I got water spots on them, and she'd get mad at me, but that is even part of this story. <laughs> <laughs> so there I was, wandering up and down the plants, and Frank was really upset on this particular Sunday, and. And he pulled my father aside, and they had a very intense (coughs) conversation about, I heard words like ships and bombs, and I didn't understand what was going on. And Frank's wife came out, and her her cheeks were just stained with tears. She was crying. I remember her saying, I don't understand what's wrong with my people. You see, that particular Sunday, was Sunday, December 7th, 1941 and Imperial Japan decided to bomb Pearl Harbor. We rushed home to listen to the radio and we all gathered around the big boxy console that stood in the living room. My father was hard of hearing so he'd cup his hand around his ear so he could hear Franklin Roosevelt say, this is a day that will live in infamy. And, and what else did he say? He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. But you know, we were all afraid. I lived on the west coast of California, and you bet your bottom dollar we were afraid. We didn't know what could or would happen. And from then on, it was dark green window shades, and air raid, we had all kinds of air raid warnings, and and rationing of everything, coffee, sugar, gas. It was a scary time. We went back a few weeks later to Frank's, but they were gone. All the beautiful plants, the koi pond, Frank and his beautiful wife, they'd been taken away somewhere, and they never came back. As the year passed, i I'd never learned how to really trust my father, and I was always afraid of him. I never really knew what he would do or when. And I watched him die. I stood at the foot of the big bed where he and my mother slept, and my mother was off wailing in grief somewhere. And I stood there, and I, I watched him I watched him take his last breath. I watched as the life slipped from his body. And suddenly, I felt this rush go through me, and I was free. I was no longer afraid of him. The gates had just blown open. But you see, the sad part is, He took his lap with him and I never had an opportunity to climb up in his lap and have him hug me with his (coughs) strong arms and say, I love you, Barbara.